Radio.com. Do you really have anything better to be doing right now? I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just an idiot. The critics have said that Knoxville sports media needs less John Reed. This has got to be the biggest hack of a sports show I have ever heard. Wow, guys. Great show. Great interviews. Great phone calls. Well, first of all, praise and blame, it's all the same. You hate it. You love it. You hate that you love it. It's time for Four Quarters Radio on 1180, the VLZ. Back in the booth, back on the airways. Four Quarters Radio, 1180, the VLZ. It's Tuesday. Let's keep this train moving. Sean Hood here running the board, flying this plane. If you want to call and talk to him, 865 337 7615 on Twitter, the number four, the letter Q radio. I'm John Reed. Let's see what we got today. We're, we're, we're coming off the top rope with what's the biggest sports story of the day? It has to be Blake Griffin, right? Oh, yeah. Blake Griffin punching a Clippers equipment manager. We'll talk later about that in the show because there's some interesting dynamics here because now they're trying to say they're friends. I'll ask Sean if being friends makes it okay to get in a fight or if it, you know, hey, he's kind of in power here. When you compare Blake Griffin, 100 millionaire to equipment manager. The Warriors smoked the Spurs last night by 30, make a statement. Between the Spurs getting smoked, the Cavs, the Bulls, you don't want to see the Warriors in a big game. And the problem for the NBA is that most of the playoffs are going to be nationally televised and considered big games. Might need to go ahead and just hand over the title. The Lady Vols lose again. Shocker. They stink. Sean, weigh in on the Lady Vols. Did you watch the game last night? No. It was a brutal I, end. Well, I, I I read all about it. It was a brutal end. I watched. I, I did watch a little bit of it. It was on ESPN2. In Lexington, in the in, in the practice gym, essentially, uh, I, I feel bad that the lady Kentucky team doesn't get to play in Rupp Arena. That's, I don't know how to get by with that, to be honest with you. I mean, I guess just they there's no demand for it. I guess yeah. I don't know. Alabama does the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a couple of schools I'm sure that do it. Alabama makes their their women team play in a shed. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if Kentucky women make a final four, they'll let them play in Rupp Arena. <laughs> is that the maybe the maybe the, yeah you have okay. to make a final four and you can play in rough arena it was a brutal end of the game though i did i did watch it tennessee was hanging around it, it it's weird seeing like such an underdog feeling with the lady vols they missed they, they were shooting two free throws a tie sean they made one missed another and uh some girl i don't know any of their names had a rebound and missed a wide open layup oh it was bad wide open layup for the win missed it the foul, Kentucky goes down, I think, misses both free throws. And then the Lady Vols are bringing the ball up the court. And the poor girl is dribbling with her head down as the clock goes off. Like, didn't even, four seconds left, didn't even get a shot off. She's dribbling to the hole as the as the buzzer expires. Holly, of course, no timeouts. Another loss. I saw uh, yesterday that this will be the, well, if they are, Unranked. It's getting close to being yeah. unranked. It's getting close. I think at 18, I think they were at 18 yeah. last night. 
probably okay for now. I wouldn't one, think so. One more loss, though. Yeah, unless you unless you lose whoever they got the rest of this week, should be okay. But yeah, it's it's the number of weeks. How how many weeks was it? Do you remember the number? It was like five hundred sixty or something like ten it years essentially. April of oh uh, four. Does that sound 05, right? Oh five was when it was. I think it was April of. 05. That seemed weird to me. I would have thought it'd been a lot longer than that. Yeah, me too. Well, the Lady Vols being ranked in the top twenty-five, I would have thought that would have been like three decades old, essentially. Yeah. That was right in the middle of uh, the second glory days, mm-hmm. almost. I mean, right, I, that's I, what I'm you, saying. Yeah, yeah you, like, thought, you thought it would have been a lot longer yeah. than that. Brutal loss, though. Oh, it's getting tough. Like, see, Holly Warwick, did, are are there still supporters there? I mean, you you keep up with the women's team more than I do. Is the are the numbers dwindling? One of my favorite things is. Um, Corey Gunkel comes on Inside Tennessee. They're 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 actually one of the only websites that have Lady Vol message boards. Mm-hmm. You know, people pay subscriptions just to go in there and talk about the Lady Vols, and they're fed up. After each loss, he'll send me screenshots of of the the conversation going on in there, and they're they're fed up with Holly. I feel like those fans would be harder to sway to lose hope than your typical football fan. You think so? I think so. A lot more tolerant. It's interesting because it is always kind of a us against them probably feeling. But at the same time, like you're so much more accustomed to success. You would feel like the, the losing would be more intolerable. I don't know. Just fun to watch. It's, it stinks it was in front of the whole country, though. Like It's bad. Something's got to happen over there. Duke. Duke's probably falling out of the top 25. They came in last night, ranged in the bottom 20s, like 24th, I think, something around there. Lose again. Fourth loss in five games. Fall to Miami. You look at those final four teams last year, you got Duke struggling. Now, granted, Duke did have an injury that kind of derailed them. They're 7-5 and five since Emil Jefferson went out. Emil Jefferson was a player last year for them in, the, in their title season. I mean, he, he was he's, he's a pretty good player. So they do at least have an injury to kind of lean on as an excuse. Whereas Kentucky... Struggling. I mean, by Kentucky standards, obviously. Yeah, not really a Kentucky team that we're used to seeing. I'm looking forward to them coming into Thompson Bowling next week. Are you? I am. Well, that's that's always. Think, think Tennessee's got a chance? A little forecast ahead? It depends. It depends on how they come out. You know, there's there's the Jekyll and Hyde. I've never seen it like that before. Seems like this would not be a year where Tennessee would be able to compete with that Kentucky team, just in terms of athletes. Yeah. In terms of size. But maybe Tennessee does have the chance of getting hot from three and winning. Mm-hmm. That's next week? Yeah, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday? Okay. Kentucky has Kansas this weekend, don't they? Is that right in the SEC Big Ten, Big 12 Challenge? I'm not sure. I know we have TCU. I think so. I think we have TCU on Saturday. I think you get to see. It's weird that they're doing this late in the year, though, yeah. right? But uh, it's a nice little breakup from conference play, I guess, because – you get late season, uh, you know, big matchups. You get Kentucky, Kansas. That's always fun. Usually we get that at the beginning of the year. But you also get Ben Simmons against Buddy Hill. Oh, wow. You get LSU, Oklahoma. That'll be fun. Maybe the top, you know, two of the top five picks. That'll be fun. Tennessee, TCU. That's good. Tennessee has a chance against TCU. Yeah. Won't, be, won't be a massacre. Thanks for that. But, yeah, Kentucky struggling. Wisconsin stinks. The only good team from last year's Final Four is Michigan State. And I think it's probably because they have more of a sustainable – type of system they have going there where they have you know their best player Denzel Valentine's been there seems like forever they just kind of rotate their four year guys out 
Speaking of Kansas, lose at Iowa State last night. Big 12 is pretty fun. Lots of parody. Video has surfaced. Does this give you hope, though, Sean? Because I was coming into this week, I was coming into the last month, basically, thinking, hey, it's Peyton's last year. Video has surfaced of him telling Belichick, this might, might be my last rodeo. So it sure has been a pleasure. Give you a little hope. Maybe Peyton's coming back next year to play. Or is that just kind of, hey, I'm 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 winding down. I'm on I'm on your side on this. I think this is think it's it. This is it. it. And that's probably a good thing. I mean, I don't think he could go anywhere next year and make it to a Super Bowl. Because like you said on uh, Friday, probably not gonna come back to the Broncos. Well, it's a lot easier to come back now. Now that you know you you made the Super Bowl. But I think I was I was kinda of forecasting a big loss. Or not a big loss, but a kind of an ugly game where I mean, if you still look at the numbers, I think the Broncos had what, eight first downs? Yeah, like, like outside of the first drive, like it wasn't like the offense lit the world on fire. It was more so, you know, a dominant defensive performance. Yeah. And who knows? You would think, Sean, because Von Miller's a free agent. Like long term, you, you think, hey, we'd rather lock up Von Miller for four years instead of have Peyton one more, right? Yeah. So like, I mean, like, it, it's going to be tough to come back to Denver unless he takes a huge pay cut, and it's going to be hard to come back anyways. You know, just body wise. Yeah, I think if he comes back next year, it's a whole – it's probably a repeat of this season. Is Although week, week five, week six. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's helped him. Well, I'm saying he probably gets, he probably gets injured halfway through the season. Right, but it kind of helped him. He took took half the year off. He's fresh now. True. And he pulled a Roger Clemens. Like, Clemens would only come pitch after the All-Star yeah, break. I don't know if that's a route you want to take every year, though, to give yourself – It's not a bad idea, though. Better, yeah, true. It's really not a bad idea because, I mean, I, I would think all Denver fans would rather have Peyton than Brock in the playoffs. It's kind of have specialists. It's not, it's not a terrible idea. Who would you compare Brock to long-term? I don't know. I, I went back and forth about whether or not I even thought he was any good. You know, I'm not convinced at all. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know if he's any good. And they have weapons. He does. I just don't know if he can. If he's the guy. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with this Broncos team in the offseason. From Peyton on down, like I said, Von Miller's a free agent. You wouldn't think they let Von Miller go. You would think that somebody, you know, he's young. He was a number two pick that they want to lock up long term. They need to pick up a running back. Absolutely. That's... That's Look, that. That's something, but in that system, I mean, in Kubiak's system in, in Houston, you saw, like, they don't really need running backs. They just need – because the, they ran the ball well with Brock. Like, I think that will be an upgrade for the running game. But it's so inconsistent every week to week. Yeah. It's, it's, it, one week they'll get 180 yards, and the next week it won't break 100. Without a doubt, this is their last shot for the next five or six years because yeah. I don't see Brock taking them back. I think, you know, the defense are going to have to pay some guys – is it really worth having Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders if you're going to have Brock under center, paying them all that money? It'll be it's their, it's they're definitely their last shot. We'll see how they handle it. We'll see what Peyton does. One of the better subplots going into the Super Bowl. <coughs> Vols making a push for a top ten player in the country coming in this weekend. Big, huge, ginormous recruiting weekend. Vols taking on Bama tonight. Do you care about the Alabama-Tennessee rivalry in basketball? Is it still a rivalry to you? Do you care? I know it's nothing like football. I know it's not comparable. But I'm saying do you look at this as a rivalry. It's hated every year. 865-337-7615. It's Four Quarters Radio, 1180-BLZ. Back on the other side.
long, hot summer full of storms and heat. That means that your roof has been under attack. The rain has pounded away at your granular shingle roof, and the sun's UV rays could cause later damage to the matting of your shingles. You owe it to yourself and your family to call Sensible Roofing Solutions today for a free inspection. They specialize in working with insurance companies to get you a new roof for as little as your deductible. Getting an assessment is obligation and risk-free, so why not at least give yourself the peace of mind in knowing that your roof and your home is in good shape? Give them a call at 865-803-2674 or visit SensibleRoofingSolutions.com. 865-803-2674. SensibleRoofingSolutions.com. You have been looking for the best wood-fired oven pizza in Knoxville? Well, look no further because this is it. This is it pizza on 3530 Shod Road in Knoxville, Tennessee is the cream of the crop. Fresh ingredients, homemade dough, quick made to order. This is it pizza specializes in private events and parties. Book them if you have any events, but the pizza was so good they had to open up their own store for the weekends for you to come and dine in. Check us out. 3530 Shod Road in Knoxville, Tennessee. Like them on Facebook. This is it pizza. You've been looking for the best wood-fired oven pizza in Knoxville. Well, this is it. The most important thing when buying a new vehicle is having a name and a brand you could trust. And Rusty Wallace dealerships have proven that time and time again as they've been serving East Tennessee for over 25 years. 224 South Main Street, Clinton, Tennessee. Go out there and check the award-winning Chevy Colorado or a 2015 Silverado. They are going to treat you right. They offer low prices and excellent customer service. Well-qualified buyers can make no monthly payments for 90 days. Rusty Wallace Chevrolet, 224 South Main Street, Clinton, Tennessee. Go check them out. Low prices, great selection, proven reputation. RustyWallaceChevrolet.com The excitement surrounding Knoxville is as high as it has been in a long time. No, not just for the football team. I'm talking about the housing market. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the area, the Fox and Fogarty team with Realty Executives is the brand you should trust. The Fox and Fogarty team with Realty Executives will help meet your needs through an unparalleled level of passion, expertise, and enthusiasm. And I quote, Nothing makes us as excited as helping a family either find the home of their dreams or give them the freedom and peace of mind that comes from selling your home. We've had a family come into town looking for a house and had them moving in later that night. Both Joe and Tyler are Knoxville residents. That means they know Knoxville's market, they appreciate Knoxville's history, and they are excited about Knoxville's future. Oh yeah, and they love the Vols. Give them a call at 865-588-3232. That's 865 865- 588-3232. Look them up on Facebook, and you can find all of their information on fourquartersradio.com. Sean Hood, how big is this weekend for Tennessee in recruiting? Ten. Ten? Ten. It feels like a ten, right? Yeah. Tennessee's doing a different approach this year in the recruiting trail. 
last couple of years, you know, by this time, you pretty much have your class in line, right? You know, there would be one guy you're after. Yeah, not, not, there was the only surprise was Drew Richmond. This right. I mean, the process. that's right. Last year, it was pretty it was much it. only Drew Richmond, right? Yeah. Year before, legacy class, not really any late flips, right? It was I mean, you lost the solid. You lost the Juco guy to Auburn, whatever. The defensive tackle. I don't even know if he ended up playing at Auburn. I don't even remember his name. But Was it Carl Lawson? Was he the – No, it wasn't Carl no, Lawson. He was, he was no, a freshman. Yeah, Carl Lawson was before that. He was a big He was a big time recruiter. Oh, that was 2013. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, there was a defensive tackle that committed here and flipped to Auburn. I don't even remember his name. Yeah, I don't either. That's like pretty much the only late shakeup I can remember two years ago. But this year it feels different. This year you're in for, what, five guys? There's there's probably five big-time guys that you have a at least a 40% chance of landing, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there might just be three or four spots left, but you'd think if all five of these guys wanted in, they would find make, a way. You make, you make room for that. You make room for these five coming. Top ten player in the country, Georgia boy, Derek Brown. At a position you you, you can never have enough studs at a de- defensive tackle, right? Derek Brown, uh, recent comments, likes of Vols, correct? Coming yeah. up this weekend. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's trending towards Tennessee a little bit. That's Derek Brown, who are, who is Tennessee fighting for his services? Georgia, I Auburn, assume? Auburn right now. Okay, um, so not even Georgia. Yeah, he was a he there. was a Mark Rick guy, it seems like. And then when uh, Kirby Smart came in, he I think the whole two months of yeah I'll be your coach or the whole month of yeah I'm, I'm, I'll be Georgia's coach, but I'm going to stay at Alabama for yeah. this month. That hurt yeah. a little bit on that end. Um, yeah, that was such a weird thing. In hindsight, do you still do that if you're Kirby Smart? I mean, you get a you get to say you're, you know, what, three-time, four-time champion at defensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it worth it, I guess, long-term at Georgia? That that yeah. last ring probably doesn't really now, affect it, your coaching career at Georgia. It affects your legacy. If it was his first chance at right. the championship, you stay. But after three, I don't think it's yeah, I mean, worth it. After three, what's, what's four? No one's giving you credit for those anyways, Kirby. I don't think anybody's giving him credit for the defense, really. It's true too. I mean, I guess Georgia is Georgia. Georgia's selling it like it is, but yeah, I mean, it's Nick Saban. They're Nick Saban rings. They're Nick Saban's. And if it costs you a guy like Derek Brown, and I wish it would have cost him Jacob Eason. I wish it would have cost him him. I wish he had gone down to Miami. Well, I, I don't. He was looking at Florida and Georgia. I think I'd rather him go to Georgia than Florida. Oh, it's true. Yeah, I guess because, he didn't because Michael Wayne could really do right. some, do something with him. So there's a big name Tennessee's in on. He's probably number one on this list of need, do you think? Because yeah. Tennessee does have two young stud defensive tackles. I mean, we're assuming Shotello comes back healthy from the broken leg. We, we, we anticipate him being at least 95% of what he was, right? Yeah. You got Nigel Warrior, legacy kid in the secondary. Kind of a position of need now that you lose two safeties. Yeah, he could have an immediate impact. Where's Tennessee looking at with him? It's between the Vols and Alabama, it seems like, Oof. right now. Which is – ugh. I was talking to Seth Hughes about this the other day. Uh-huh. Um, it would magnify, you know, how much it hurt when we lost uh, Von Bell and Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. It would only magnify if Dale Carter's son went to Alabama. Right. Yeah, you had that – I remember having that little bit of a fear two years ago and, you know, Dylan Bates it was down to Tennessee – Florida and Alabama, like it just didn't feel. It would have felt like it would have been a double punch if if Bates would have gone somewhere besides Tennessee. Yeah. Granted, he hasn't really sh- shaken out so far it here. Still would have hurt a lot. Yeah, through injury, but yeah, losing Del Carter's son, 
Alabama would hurt, especially as talented as he is at a position of need. All right, so Nigel Warrior, where, where do you think Tennessee has that with him? We asked Corey Gunkel inside Tennessee last week. He said he didn't think Tennessee was going to get him. That one is uh, – you don't really know right now. I mean, on a lot of these, but uh, a lot of them seem to be trending to Tennessee. Well, that's what we – I mean, that's what yeah, we that's, think. That's what, that's what, we, what think. we keep reading. It seems like every kid's trending to Tennessee. Yeah. Which Kongbo. Is, Kongbo's trading to Tennessee, yeah. getting crystal balls. That's. I was surprised to see him cut out uh, Washington. I think he finally realized the difference in playing field. Like, he's someone that wasn't really – he didn't grow up in America. Didn't grow up, uh, you know, with college football being a, something he really kept up with, understanding the history of it. So, I mean, of course, when you kind of get in the game and you start going to these different campuses, like you, you come – you, you, you talk to Nick Saban, you look at Alabama, you look at Florida State, you look at USC, and then you go to Washington, you're like, wait, these aren't necessarily adding up. And now Tennessee, I mean, maybe – I mean, if you think there's – if you think there's, I guess, shady stuff in the recruiting trail, I guess what I'm saying is Washington can't keep up with the big boys. No. If you know what I mean. If it, When it comes to getting somebody they want, if you believe that there's backroom deals, hand, secret handshakes, cash handshakes, whatever – there's difference in playing fields. Washington doesn't beat these type of schools for for stud athletes that when, they really. When want. was the last time Washington was right? Just right there. Right. That's my point. Yeah. Tyler Bird, cornerback, Miami, coming up this weekend. Correct. Yeah, they uh, his uh, brother Carlin Philzame talked him into it. I think had had a lot to do with that. I saw people getting excited. There's been some predictions that he's going to flip to Tennessee. They say Miami coaches are really, really trying to talk him out of not coming on this visit. I guess they know that if he gets on campus, it's it's kind of like when Bob Shoup came on campus. It's not to the same extent, obviously, because you know they're all recruiting visits all the time. But it's it's harder to say no face to face on campus whenever Tennessee coaches probably put their arm around him and say, "Hey, why don't you come?" Come be with us. You show him a good time over the weekend. They brought the – they pulled out all the stops on him. He tweeted out a picture of uh, all the coaches over at his house. I think they had four or five coaches in the in-home visit. Larry Scott who's, – who's, Larry Scott's the guy in that. I mean, he came from Miami. Right. That's that's his that's his job. That's his work right there. Who was Oliver. the – and there was a lineman Larry Scott flipped too, right? Or I guess got from Florida. Three-star lineman. Tackle. Larry Scott got him basically a week after getting hired from the South Florida region. Oh, uh, Marcus Tatum. Yeah, Marcus, Marcus Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. Is he 2016 or 2017? 2016. Yeah, so yeah. you get him, and then now maybe he closes in on this guy. And, I mean, a lot of people are hiring that Marcus Tatum kid. I mean, he had offers from Bama, Florida. I mean, he Georgia. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a really good project because he's he's really slim as an yeah. offensive tackle right now, but he's got a really good build to, yeah. to fill out in a red I mean, shirt year. Red shirt candidate, but, some, you know, somebody that a lot of – what a high profile schools wanted, and then if you can land this Tyler Bird kid, who high high prospect a lot of people want, that would be a pretty big. That'd basically cover Larry Scott's salary right there in the yeah. hire, right? I mean, getting these two prospects, you you feel really good about that hire. Uh, Landon Dickerson, another big name from Carolina guard. I was reading that not so likely Tennessee's able to land him. Is he probably the least likely of the five we've mentioned? He fell off recently, it seems like, from what I've from what I've read. He's uh um 
FSU and Alabama really came on strong here recently with him. Is he coming in this weekend? Yeah, he actually just said he was coming in for the last uh, last week. So Tennessee's going to have these kids on campus with a chance to close. Getting out of those five, you feel good if you get one of those, two of those. What number do you need of those big five we just mentioned, Sean, to feel good about this last weekend in recruiting and to feel better about this 2016 class? I think you need three. Three? I think you need three of those Two's guys. not good enough. Uh, Warrior is the guy that you got to get. Uh, if I tell you you can get Derek Brown and Nigel Warrior, you don't feel good about that. You need one more? You're going to be greedy? Um, Throwing a Tyler Bird to make you happy? They need to get one more defensive lineman on top of Derek Brown. So Derek Brown, Congo, Kongbo, excuse me. Yeah. Um, of course, that would make you feel better. Two of the top. I mean, yeah, the, the defensive line class. players but, in the country. Because Tennessee just has one defensive lineman committed right now. and mm-hmm. uh, It's not necessarily a position of need. Yeah, but you just worry about it turning into a 2012 dually class with no <laughs> offensive linemen. That's fair. That's 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 a little bit of a worry. That's fair. I guess I guess those are the two positions that you can't really have enough of. Yeah. And they this the um, looking at the depth chart for next season at defensive line, it's you think ah oh, Tennessee is you know top set yeah top ten country defensive defensive line. Within the next year, you see guys are eligible to leave, like Barnett. Barnett's gone after this um, year. Yeah, I mean, you would think Barnett's gone. Uh, Vereen's gone. Yeah, and um, gone. A couple guys, you know, that are JUCO guys are, are gone too. Yeah. So. All right, that's um, fair. So yeah, need to need to lock down some of these linemen. Yeah, that you want. Realistically, you want Derek Brown is a, is a big need right now. Um, Kongbo is a guy that you want to get that that can have an immediate impact. Bird looks like he's probably going to end up at Tennessee since he's coming in this weekend, like you said, with the whole get him on campus. Yeah. Um, get him on campus, lock it down. Tennessee's been pretty good at that. Yeah, and Warrior is the number one guy, of course. So if that would be an unbelievable finish to the class. I don't know how likely that is, but you if you if you have that happen, you are, you know, happy. So happy out of the five recruiting. Out of the five, my man Sean says you need three. Can't argue with that. It seems like any of these guys would be kind of blue chippers, though. Like guys that come in that you feel good about making a you know a, a long term impact in the program. I'm not greedy. I'd just take two. You're being greedy at three. Eight six five three three seven seven six one five. There's your little recruiting talk, courtesy of Sean Hood. I acted like I knew what I was talking about. He he told me all that stuff before the show. I had no clue who Landon Dickerson was. He was a guard out of Carolina. And read anything. Tricked you. 865-337-7615. Balls take on Alabama tonight. Do you consider this a rivalry? Anything with Alabama is a rivalry. I don't care about the Lady Balls versus Alabama women. Get out of here. This doesn't rank number one for me. In terms of basketball robberies, it ain't even close. I don't even consider it a robbery, really. 865-337-7615, Four Quarters Radio, 1180, the VLZ, back on the other side. The excitement surrounding Knoxville is as high as it has been in a long time. No, not just for the football team. I'm talking about the housing market. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the area, the Fox and Fogarty team with Realty Executives is the brand you should trust. The Fox and Fogarty team with Realty Executives will help meet your needs through an unparalleled level of passion, expertise, and enthusiasm. And I quote, 
Nothing makes us as excited as helping a family either find the home of their dreams or give them the freedom and peace of mind that comes from selling your home. We've had a family come into town looking for a house and had them moving in later that night. Both Joe and Tyler are Knoxville residents. That means they know Knoxville's market, they appreciate Knoxville's history, and they are excited about Knoxville's future. Oh yeah, and they love the Vols. Give them a call at 865-588-3232. That's 865-588-3232. Look them up on Facebook, and you can find all of their information on fourquartersradio.com. Approximately 40 million Americans are affected by vein disease. If you have problems with varicose or spider veins, make sure you check out Premier Vein Clinics. Their physicians can treat painful, unattractive varicose and spider veins in only about an hour. Conveniently located at 6408 Paper Mill Drive, Premier is the area's largest provider of vein treatment services. If you are thinking about vein treatments, call Premier Vein Clinics at 865-588-8229 or go online and make an appointment at PremierVeinClinics.com. That's PremierVeinClinics.com. Premier Vein Clinics. Love your legs again. People wanted to keep up with and talk about their favorite sports teams, so we took care of it. What'd you do? All the latest info, all the best talk here on the Sports Station. The Vols, Titans, and more. Sound off. The new Sports Radio 1180, the VLZ, at sportsradiothevlz.net. Homewatch Caregivers in Knoxville reminds listeners, show you care by visiting an elderly neighbor, friend, or family member. Learn more about life from one or more of the most experienced people in the world. This reminder from Homewatch Caregivers in Knoxville, recipients of the Best of Home Care Award three years in a row in 2012, 2013, and 2014. Also awarded Best of Home Care Leader in Excellence. Call 470-4292 for all your home care needs. Yeah, you know, I go that's probably. Hello? What are you worried about? I'm in a dorm, man! Some people don't like me, I don't like certain people. I don't have to be like to everyone. <laughs> My best advice to you. Get some facts and come back and see me. Tennessee, Alabama basketball tonight. Alabama three-point favorites. Alabama coming off three straight losses. At Vanderbilt, at Auburn, home against LSU. Against LSU, that, that game was pretty cool. I mean, that was a two-point game. That was a Alabama missed a free throw. It was a tie game. Alabama missed a free throw with about 50 seconds left. LSU came down and scored. Bama missed two shots at the end of tie. Close game. Auburn, close game. At Vanderbilt, losing by eight. Eh, nothing to feel bad about. They did beat South Carolina. Beat South Carolina by 23, Tennessee's last opponent. And it seems like... I don't know if it was the Ben Simmons effect, Sean, but it seemed like Alabama had a pretty good crowd. Have they bought into the Avery Johnson Avery Johnson era down there? Yeah, I mean, they've had three or four sellouts this year. I think they're they're excited about it finally. So probably a pretty good atmosphere tonight, you'd say. Yeah, and the the, the losses aren't deterring their fans from coming in, which is. Not I mean, they've for... yet they've yet to really have a bad loss. I mean, at the beginning of the year, yeah, the beginning of the year, Dayton smashed them. Xavier beat them by nineteen. Xavier's really good. 
Oregon beat them by four at home. I guess that was probably the worst loss they've had at home. Kentucky came in there and beat them by 16. Alabama 10-9. and nine. I'm expecting a pretty good crowd. Tennessee doesn't play well in Tuscaloosa. No, I think the only win they've had down there since I've been at school is uh, Darnell and uh, McRae's last year. Reese, uh, Bama all time in Tuscaloosa versus Tennessee, 43 and 18. That's rough. 43 and 18. Not a place where Tennessee's had success. Tennessee has a chance to get to 500 in SEC play, which through eight games, I think a lot of people would take 500 in SEC play, right? I didn't see it coming after the Vanderbilt loss. Tennessee can get to four and four, and you know, be be tied with Vanderbilt if Vanderbilt wins tonight. I mean, it can move into like I think seventh, sixth, something like that. I mean, uh, Alabama one and five in in league play. Level of excitement for this game, Sean. You in? You into it? You ready? To, you ready to go tonight? I'm gonna say yes every time. Bama, Bama, a rivalry to you in basketball? Yeah, in the major sports, Bama is a is a rivalry. Uh, to me, I, I don't like to see their fans happy. As well, I know not as big, but comparable. I mean, is it is it is it does it register on your hate level? Tennessee Alabama basketball. Yeah. Biggest rival? No. Kentucky number one. Yeah. Alabama number two. Vanderbilt's number two. Vanderbilt number two. Alabama number three. Yeah. Uh, them or Florida. Yeah. See, uh, to me, I, I I don't I don't look at Alabama football as well, a Alabama, as a rivalry. The the thing with basketball is just it all comes down to the fans for Alabama. Okay. So it's just more so you just don't want those people to ever be yeah, happy. That's 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 how I see it. I don't ha- I don't I'm not able to muster up the same level of disdain for Alabama basketball. They, they never really registered to me. I don't Especially I mean I like Avery Johnson. Yeah, I'm looking for Anthony Grant was just kind of sucked the life out of that program for 6 years it seemed like. I mean, if they had hired Bruce, they tried to hire Bruce. Like that would have been a pretty good shot in the arm. Yeah, but, but Avery Johnson, I like him, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the game, but I'm already looking forward to the Kentucky game more. Yeah, you're already, you're already, you're already looking forward. To, you're looking past this. You're looking to get back inside Thompson Bowling with Kentucky. Need a big game from Kevin Punter. I mean, anytime getting road wins would be nice for this program, especially now. Winning this game probably puts them ahead of expectations. I think we both agree with that. Being, being what eleven and nine, four yeah. and four in the I, SEC. I honestly was um, getting to ten wins this season is. You didn't have the bar that low. Ten wins. Well, this early in the season, I'm okay. Mean, yeah, I mean, this early in the yeah, season. That, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. This early in the season is that I wasn't. I, I was expecting between ten and fifteen overall, but this early in the season, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a bit of a surprise. You think Tennessee wins tonight? I think Alabama will win tonight. Um, you think Alabama wins? Alabama three-point yeah. favorites. I think Tennessee will win this weekend, but I don't think Tennessee will win tonight. I would be surprised if Tennessee went on the road and won. I mean, they've just thrown up some clunkers on the road. They played well against South Carolina, though. Maybe they carry over some goodwill towards the, from that. Didn't really work down in Georgia, though. I mean, they played well against Texas A&M. Didn't carry over to the road. Well, maybe actually getting the win will help. 
that ain't m game was uh, just depressing okay so you think it just maybe ripped ripped their soul out yeah to yeah to a degree you saw more fire from rick barnes on the sideline this weekend yeah the early uh, in the game it, the, it, uh, you felt you felt a change in the energy which is something we ripped after the vanderbilt game just really a lack of energy from the team or the coaches you felt different about that Saturday against South Carolina, so that could be a positive. You still got more shots kind of thrown at Robert Hubb's way yesterday in the press conference. Did you see those? He said, hey, even even Robert Hubbs got down there and got a couple of rebounds. Hubbs is getting a lot of criticism. I did feel bad for Hubbs until he tweeted out his love for Brady. Yeah. Like, if, if you're Robert Hubbs, that's, you're, the la- you're probably the last. Maybe Derek Reese is the last person, but number two's hubs who should be poking the fan base right yeah from newport tennessee big patriots fan it's amazing how that happens yeah i didn't don't see it coming you need you need a big game from hubs tonight after the like mostella's kind of responded he tweeted out the real Todd. didn't have a good year last year but i mean mostella's turned into a pretty solid player this year right oh yeah he's uh he's he's your second or third go-to guy right now and he seems like he's had his shot fixed you know you know punter punter changed his delivery it seems like mostella's kind of fixed his release too shooting better much better this year than last year if he misses it's short that's uh that's better than being to the right or left yeah you can live with being short usually if you hit the rim you're 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 getting there (laughs) you're close yeah sometimes you just gotta work on getting the roll have you been all right with Armani Moore's production this year? He's learning how to play um, as a as a team guy instead of um, being the go-to. Like he was, he was pretty much. We uh, thought he was going to be number one this yeah, year, right? Um, we thought it was going to be his team. He was the number two guy last year um, behind Richardson. It seemed like. Kind of feels like he's probably just a number two guy in yeah. general. Like it, uh, he's he, he's not equipped to be. He's not equipped to be. Your lead dog. If if Moore takes more than ten shots per game, probably not a good sign for Tennessee. Um, No, I I would say I would say not. Yeah, if if he if he does if he focuses on getting the rebounds, you know, being being good in the paint, um, Tennessee has a lot better chance to win if instead if he just tries to do too much on offense. Are you surprised by Kevin Punter? Did you see this coming? Because it's you're 19 games in the year. You know, you are what you are at this point, and it's Kevin Punter's team. Just in the preseason, or not even the preseason, excuse me, the end of last year, you kind of thought Hubs might take over this role. You know, he had the performance at Vanderbilt where, you know, he hits late shot to win or send it to overtime, excuse me. You kind of saw those flashes. I don't know if I saw Punter being the alpha dog. No, last year, them helping him with this shot, really, that that's a surprise about how much he's come along. Um, I mean, 36 he, points in, that, co- in a college basketball games. Most since, I think, 2003, Ron Slay. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty strong. Anytime you score 36 points in a 40-minute yeah, I, I game. I didn't see him being putting up this many points. I mean, I think he's he's top 10 nationally, isn't he, in points per game? Twenty. At, he's at 23.3 right now. I'm not sure how that ranks nationally. I'll look it up. But I would think that, hey, he's at least pretty much locked himself into a first-team All-SEC team, right? No, he deserves it. Like he has I don't a spot. know what happen, but he deserves he it. He has a spot locked up for that, right? I mean, surely. Surely. Surely my man's first-team All-SEC. Never, I'm never surprised by that stuff. 
You never know what's going to happen. Maybe not if it's a legit five-man team like it should be, but they do like nine-man teams. Yeah, that surely he's one of the best nine. 865-337-7615. I'll be impressed if the Vols are able to pick up a road win. We'll grab Corey Gunkel inside Tennessee next. Approximately 40 million Americans are affected by vein disease. If you have problems with varicose or spider veins, make sure you check out Premier Vein Clinics. Their physicians can treat painful, unattractive varicose and spider veins in only about an hour. Conveniently located at 6408 Paper Mill Drive, Premier is the area's largest provider of vein treatment services. If you are thinking about vein treatments, call Premier Vein Clinics at 865-588-8229 or go online and make an appointment at PremierVeinClinics.com. That's PremierVeinClinics.com. Premier Vein Clinics. Love your legs again. It's 2015 and life is pretty much on demand. So why should your sports takes only be relegated to whenever we're on the air? That's why we unlocked the Four Quarters Radio Hotline. You can call us 24-7, anytime, uncensored, unfiltered. You leave us your sports takes, we'll put them on the air once a week. 865-217-6825. We want to hear from you whenever you want. Sports Radio on demand. 865-217-6825. The Four Quarters Hotline. Call it when you've got something to say. The Four Quarters Hotline. Call it any time of day or night. Give me your best call. 865-217-6825. It's open 24-7. The Four Quarters Radio Hotline. You have been looking for the best wood-fired oven pizza in Knoxville? Well, look no further because this is it. This is it pizza on 3530 Shod Road in Knoxville, Tennessee is the cream of the crop. Fresh ingredients, homemade dough, quick made to order. This is it pizza specializes in private events and parties. Book them if you have any events, but the pizza was so good they had to open up their own store for the weekends for you to come and dine in. Check us out 3530 Shod Road in Knoxville, Tennessee. Like them on Facebook. This is it, pizza. You've been looking for the best wood-fired oven pizza in Knoxville. Well, this is it. All-Star Trophies and Tees, located 364 Catalpa Avenue in Harrogate, Tennessee, is your one-stop shop for any custom trophies, plaques, or awards you may need, as well as garment screen printing and embroidery. All-Star is a family-owned business, and when you work with them, they treat you like family. Four Quarters had them print t-shirts for the show. The prices were incredible, and we couldn't have had a better experience. If you need custom products made for yourself, your business, or your event, use All-Star Trophies and Screen Printing, and they'll get you everything you need at the best price. Stop into the store at 364 Catalpa Avenue in Harrogate. Go to allstartrophiesandtees.com or give them a call at 423-869-8717. And make sure to tell them Four Quarters Radio sent you.
talked a little bit about the big recruiting weekend. But we really don't know anything. Corey Google gets paid to know about this stuff. He's InsideTennessee.com. Works for Scout. Corey, thanks for joining the show. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing good. How are you? How nervous are you for this weekend? How much work are you going to have to do as Tennessee has maybe one of the biggest recruiting weekends in recent memory on deck? You want to know the worst part about this weekend? What's the worst I part about this weekend? I have a family member getting married in Mississippi that I have to go to. So I'm driving to the wedding on Saturday. It's a 5 p.m. wedding, and then I'm driving back up that night to be here Sunday to go chase 17, 18-year-old kids around. Yeah, that seems pretty bad. So you're you're, you're dreading so this weekend. Yeah. So you're dreading yeah, this weekend. You're you're dreading this weekend ten out of ten. Like, yeah. Oh you're, yeah. You're dreading. It's gonna be bad. But at least you have the Pro Bowl on Sunday, right? The Pro Bowl is kind of. Oh like, man, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Early lean, Team Urban or Team Rice? They haven't. Team Rice guy. They haven't drafted. Let's they, have, Rice. they haven't drafted yet, but I figured you'd know. Yeah. I, I even if they had, I wouldn't have known. So yeah, let's go Jerry Rice because he's from Mississippi. So Sean Hood, Sean Hood gave me five names that Tennessee really needs to watch for this weekend. He gave me Derek Brown, top ten player in the country, big time defensive tackle. Nigel Warrior, Jonathan Congbo, Tyler Bird, Landon Dickerson. Which of those guys are going to be up on on campus this weekend? Landon Dickerson. Derek Brown and Nigel Warrior will be on campus this weekend. So that it's just a huge recruiting weekend. This is bigger than Orange Carpet Day. Uh, I mean, this is this is it because you're right next to signing day. This is your last pitch. It's going to be the freshest thing in these kids' mind whenever they go back home. It's going to be their visit to Tennessee. So this is huge. And, I mean, uh, there's only really about three spots left open in this class, give or take. I mean, three to four, it would be unlikely for them to sign four. So, you're going to really be battling, and they've got – you look at the big board, it's not just those guys that are coming. I mean, they've got about ten guys right now that they're in for uh, with about three or four spots open. So it's going to be a huge, huge weekend for Tennessee filling those gaps and, and trying to sign some of these guys. So you're saying they have three spots remaining. How many, how many kids are coming in this weekend in the 2016 class? Uh, I think there are – around six guys coming in that's a tentative list and they can always add and drop but a couple of them are already committed Devontae Brooks okay. already committed Jared Garantano's coming he's already committed obviously okay. so you've got a couple of guys that are already going to be at Tennessee and I think they're coming down just to get the experience have some fun and also whisper in these guys ears so um, it, yeah there's probably they're all 2016 right now uh, and uh, but a couple of them are already Tennessee committed. out of the people I listed. Who would be the biggest get for Tennessee? Probably Jonathan Congo, because Jonathan Congo can come in and affect and impact the team right now from day one. He's that good. He's a scout five star. Um, he's probably the most talented guy and most polished guy in this class, obviously, because he's a junior college player right now. He doesn't have to really do any physical work. He's already big enough to go out there and play right now from day one. But, uh, and he would also be able to fit into that rotation that's really talented right away. So even if he is a one-and-done, which, you know, he could be. I'm not saying he will be, but he could be. 
he can come in and be a major impact in Tennessee. So I'd put him one and then Nigel Warrior number two. Do you think I should buy tickets to see Willie Nelson and Merle Hager at Harris Cherokee? Yes. When is it? I'll go with you. Uh, May 21st. I just got an email about Let's it. Go. Exclu- Let's go. Exclusive, pr- exclusive pre-sale going on right now. How much? I might, yeah, man. I might have already sure. missed it. I might already miss it. It was at 10 a.m. I might already miss it. It might be too late. Out of those, out of those five I named: Derek Brown, Nigel Warrior, Kongbo, Tyler Bird. You didn't mention him. He he's scheduled to be here this weekend, right? Are we wrong about that? Tentatively, yes. He can, he he's coming. Okay. So, um, who would so, be the? You never know. And yeah, he's a guy. I mean, they've been recruiting him hard. Larry Scott being joining the staff has really helped out with him. And then Colin Phil's eight. Uh, and being one of his friends has really helped out. They've put the full-court press on him recently, and he's a guy they could sign. I mean, he is not out of the realm of possibility for one of those remaining spots. I'd actually put him pretty high. And if you don't know who Tyler Bird is, he's a scout four-star corner, really versatile guy. He's one of the best corners in Florida. I think he ranks number four in, in the Sunshine State right now. So he's a guy that they could absolutely sign. And, and like I said, they've been really wanting him lately. So we'll see what happens. That Larry Scott connection is going to be key. In California love, why did Dr. Dre say they're in the Sunshine State if Florida's the Sunshine State? That's a good question. I've actually wondered that myself. Maybe they just maybe that's like a second nickname that Tupac thought or or the guys thought. I don't know. It's a good question. I've always wondered that. Which we could ask. Because he said we're in the Sunshine State, and you're thinking about California. The Sunshine State's Florida. Out of these guys, who's the most likely to commit to Tennessee this weekend? Or I guess um, I guess on we'll, we'll say on national by national signing day. By national signing day, uh, I got asked this in the mailbag on Monday. I'm going to stay with it because Butch Jones and him are actually hanging out right now. That's Jonathan Kongbo, originally committed to Tennessee, decommitted, and everyone said, "Oh, we lost him. It's over." And I remember saying on this show, I remember John Reed told me, "Now he's it's done. It's done. Stop talking about it. it's done." But I told you, I said, "Just wait." Because you never know. These kids, they change their mind. Stuff happens. They eliminate schools. They find their way. He is still firmly in the mix uh, for Tennessee. And I think that when it's all said and done, I think personally Tennessee's number one right now. He hasn't released like a top list or anything. He's released his top four, but I don't think it was in order. But uh, I think if they can fend off the late surge from USC, which he went to Los Angeles over the weekend, I think Tennessee lands Jonathan Congo. Okay, let's let's face it though the, the the direct deposit from the SEC network money hit the bank, right? The, the the direct deposit from the SEC money finally hit the recruiting bank account, and now Tennessee can go out and get some of these big guys. <laughs> Don't come in here talking to me about I was wrong. No, Tennessee just decided they moved some things around in their account. And now they got a little bit more cash. Okay, okay. I mean, you're still wrong, but. And, and this is, it gives me pleasure to say that. Even if you aren't wrong, technically, I still kind of want to say it. So uh, I, I think you're wrong. Tennessee, Alabama tonight. Alabama minus three, Tennessee. Tuscaloosa's been a house of horrors in basketball and football. Any way the Vols get the win tonight? Yeah, they can. I mean, they're going to have to play better perimeter defense. They kind of showed that against South Carolina. But Alabama averages eight threes a game. That's the highest in the SEC. And as we know, Tennessee has been atrocious defending the three. I think they're giving up 40% from behind the arc, which is second worst in the league behind Mississippi State. So uh, it's going to be a tale of two teams that mirror each other statistically, but on opposite ends of the spectrum. Alabama has a really bad offense. They're only averaging 67 points a game. They don't really have a game-changing score. Tennessee's defense, one of the worst in the country. 
uh, at least for like the big time schools uh, are concerned. So I think for Tennessee to have success, they've got to continue shooting well from behind the arc. Armani Moore has got to continue to be that facilitator because he's not scoring that much right now, but he's still affecting the game in other ways off the ball. He's you know getting rebounds, blocking shots. So if he can continue to do that, and if Tennessee can uh, try and ratchet up the pace, win more possessions than they lose, obviously, because Rick Barnes was really focused on possessions, I think Tennessee can pull it out. Is this game important for the Rick Barnes-Avery Johnson matchup at all? I think so, because if Rick Barnes wins this game, he'll have beaten every other first-year SEC coach in the league. So I, I think that's kind of important, especially when you look back. I mean, this is the start of their little rivalry, and they know each other, and they're friends. Uh, so it's not a hatred thing, but Tennessee's really struggling in Tuscaloosa. I think they're 17-43 and 43 all-time against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And this win would give them two consecutive road SEC wins. They'd be 500 in the league, which I don't know if anybody thought they would be at this point. And uh, they would be above 500 overall, which I don't know if anybody thought they would be at this point either. So I think this is a pretty big So it sounds like you think Tennessee's exceeded expectations so far. Have you adjusted your win total for the year? Where do you think this Tennessee team can get to? What's the ceiling for wins? You know, I think I'm going to stay to about 16 or 17. I think, uh, you know, they, they've got some tough games coming up. you got to play Kentucky twice, which Kentucky hasn't looked good. By any, they kind of found their way against Arkansas a little bit. But still, I mean, it's a beatable team. If Auburn can beat Kentucky at home, then Tennessee for sure can. So I think I'm going to stay – Around 16 or 17 wins for right now. Sean, anything you want to ask Corey? He's shaking his head. He has nothing to say to you. You got it covered. Got it covered. Quick thoughts on the Blake Griffin punch. How much trouble should he get in? Blake Blake Griffin's out here beating up friends, coworkers, and subordinates. Which one do you look at it as? Just two friends getting in a fight? A hundred million you know, beating I- up some poor guy? Or just a, a mix-up between coworkers? They say they're friends, but I mean that's easy to say after the fact. They got to get if they had to get this guy to shut up and be like, "Look, just say you're his friend. Don't sue. Let him come back." But I mean, I think the punishment should directly correlate to how big this guy is. Because Blake Griffin's enormous, and he works out. His job is to lift weights and bang around with big guys and push people around. If this guy's like five six and is just a little scrawny pipsqueak, then Blake Griffin needs to be kicked out of the league forever and never let him even come back to Los Angeles. But if this guy's kind of big, then hey, just just let him heal and come back. Yeah, I need to see what he looks like too because there's that video going around of last year when there was an equipment manager tying Blake Griffin's shoes and he, he grabbed his head and puts it on his cross. Yeah. Like that guy was tiny. Like if, if it's that guy he's punching. Uh, but by the way, if it's that guy, there's really no way you could sell me that they're actually friends. So I, No, they're not friends. Yeah, if it's that guy, then Blake Griffin was just hazing. Yeah, it's just hazing. It's just being a big old bully. We'll wait till the pitchers come out. TMZ, where are you at? We need you, TMZ. We it's need this is when we need TMZ because I've got to see this guy to direct my faux punishment. How did and TMZ get? Guy, how did TMZ get worse once they joined up with Fox Sports One? Like, how did that happen? Shouldn't they be better now? Yeah, you would think, but Fox Sports One is not exactly a, a beacon of Oh, whoa, whoa, don't don't sports, uh, don't burn any bridges here. Don't burn any bridges here. That's true. I do. I do want a job there. So yeah. Hey, don't don't burn any bridges on. here, Corey. Corey Gunkel, InsideTennessee.com. Call your shot. Out of the five players this weekend that we mentioned, Derek Brown, Nigel Warrior, 
Jonathan Kongbo, Tyler Bird, Landon Dickerson, how many will Tennessee end up with, and what's the number that Tennessee fans need for them to be happy? I'll go ahead and call my shot and say they end up with two. Landon Dickerson, Nigel Warrior, they need uh, probably just two. I mean, they just don't have the spots to take any more guys. So I'm going to go Warrior and Dickerson. Poke yourself in the arm, ride it in blood. Appreciate the time, Corey Gunkel, InsideTennessee.com. Corey Gunkel on Twitter. Appreciate the time, buddy. 865-337-7615 if you want to hop on the show. Hour 2 coming at you because Hour 1 is in the books. Sean Hood flying this plane. Come back, join us. It's Four Quarters Radio, 11A, the VLZ.